0: this podcast is called obsessed joseph scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest you should listen it's the best
1: hello and welcome to obsessed with me joseph scrimshaw i am sitting in my home with an awesome person roxy stryer
2: an awesome person. Right. I love that. That's me. Yeah.
1: Are you okay with being called an awesome person?
2: I think so. I think it's very, an accurate description.
1: Do you, you feel it's accurate to you? So you have self-confidence. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like uh, it's fair that I call you an awesome person, that we know each other well enough, that I have made the assessment that you are indeed awesome?
2: I think that that is fair. You know, maybe a couple more adjectives too, like awesome, incredible, valuable, <laughs> you know, just a, a knockout So anyway.
1: Word that would be used to describe a superhero in a comic book title, right? Invincible.
2: I think absolutely. Don't you think that would be a fair assessment of myself? <laughs> absolutely, <No? laughs> absolutely.
1: We'll see. Uh, we'll see if I change my mind over the course of the podcast. I don't think I will. Oh, but by I, the end, I yeah. have a different verb. No, I think you're invincible. A different
2: adjective. I mean. Yeah. I
1: think you're invincible for sure.
2: Oh, invincible. <laughs> it's the best one I've gotten so far.
1: <laughs> Excellent. So we're doing a little experiment uh, this episode. I've normally been recording a little bit of an intro with some fun stuff in it, and I wanted to experiment with doing that stuff with my guests. So uh, we've been taking questions from listeners about their own obsessions. So I have one today. And, Roxy, are you willing to help me answer that question?
2: Yes, but if I butcher it, does that mean you won't do this again? Because I feel bad for the future guests, you know, if I make this bad for them.
1: You're going to be awesome and invincible. We Duh. know.
2: Oh, well, then we're set to go.
1: Or we can just change it to butchering. Oh. The awesome butchering Roxy Stryer.
2: That's the best one you've be ever <laughs> Just keep coming. Yep.
1: Excellent. So this is the question. It's from a listener named Megan Schaef. And she says, I'm obsessed with Star Trek, insert Live Long and Prosper hand gesture here, if William Riker could only take one Harry Potter book on the Enterprise with him, which one would he take and why? That's yeah, challenging, isn't it? Now, do you know Star Trek and Harry Potter?
2: I know Star Trek and Harry Potter. I'm not obsessed with either. Okay. But I do know both of them. Uh, it makes me sad anytime people say, insert Live Long and Prosper here, because I, I can't. Oh, you can't do it? I can't. I've tried for years. Yeah. I, I tape myself and I do the whole. That's like, perhaps to, like I,
1: the thing you're doing is like maybe a Vulcan gang sign? Do
2: you see the, what yeah. happens oh. to my, like it Yeah, like your hand fingers. is breaking. Yeah, so I break my fingers for it. <laughs> uh, but that's not what this question is about. Which Harry Potter book? What do you think?
1: Now I, I you know I got to see this question ahead of time, so I was able to oh. give it a little bit of thought myself. So it's not really fair to you, but so let you me. You say
2: your smart answer, and then I'll just nod and agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yes, if you could I audibly nod.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll I'll lay it on you, and you can tell me what you think of it. Okay, I think that he would want to bring the Half Blood Prince because that's the book with the most kissing in it, and Riker likes the sex.
2: Oh, so it's all about the sex. I
1: thought I think so.
2: What else happens in Half Blood Prince? That's the one that.
1: It's also about understanding. So Harry learns a little bit more about where Voldemort came through, uh, through the Memories in the Pensieve. Oh, right, okay. He eventually learns that his book is owned by Snape, so the audience gets a little bit more sympathy towards understanding Snape's perspective.
2: All right, so you think that he cares about the understanding because I think that's a little, you're going a little far there. I think that <laughs> just with the sex, you had me. Okay. But we got to now bring in what are the other aspects where we care about the violence of the situation. Yeah. I mean, and then we can get into some really crazy Harry Potter. I mean, it's not that violent of a movie. But I, I think that, was this the one with the mirror too at the end? That, the, I'm not talking about the, mo- the, the movie now. That's the not mirror the is
1: the very first movie where the mirror where you stare into it and... Determines what you want in life. This is the butchering. But aspect. there's the cabinet that Malfoy comes through. Oh, were you okay. thinking about the cabinet, yeah. the Dumbledore murdering cabinet? Mm,
2: yeah. because I read the first two books. I had a hard time because of my dyslexia, and then went to, straight to the movies. All right, the cabinet. Uh, I think the kissing was your strongest point. Okay. I think that's where you made the strongest point. This so. is an
1: excellent segue into what you what you do, who you are, and what you do the because kissing? you no not <laughs> <laughs> huh. No, the uh, the the uh, judge and assessing answers weird questions and answers because that's what you do as a host of tv fights screen junkies right
2: so much respect for you that you could just come up with an answer to a question like that which is awesome and you're equally awesome oh thank you now we're both awesome people sitting (laughs) here uh but yeah i love that i love taking weird things that aren't true to life and dissecting them and treating them like the world is going to explode if you don't get an answer for these questions. Right, so, taking really weird questions yeah. and
1: approach them very seriously.
2: Very seriously, like more serious than Donald Trump focuses or takes anything <laughs> in the entire election. So I love that. I love that you can take that and really think about it and have a legitimate reason, and that's awesome.
1: Cool, cool. Can you tell the people listening about a little bit about who you are and what you do? You do a lot of media talking.
2: Yeah, I, I do the talking. I, I do that talking thing. So I am Roxy Stryer, and I am a host and a producer and a writer, uh, but I work as a producer over for Maria Menounos's After Buzz Media Group, which also has Popcorn Talk. I host DC Movie News over there. Right. So I do a lot of the DC shows, Flash and Preacher, and I, I watch all of those. I'm a big DC nerd. Uh, so if you had asked me which kind of Suicide Squad character would have wanted to read a Harry Potter book – then we would have been in business. right? Yeah, I mean, there. if you want to tell me what
1: Harley's favorite Harry Potter book is, I oh, wouldn't be against that. None of them. None, none of, of them. them. She doesn't but like she reading. Does,
2: no, she doesn't give an F about that. <laughs> no, she does not care. Uh, but so I do that. And then I also am over at Screen Junkies. I host TV fights. Yeah. Where, of course, as we talked about, we talk about situations that would never really happen. Yeah. And we do all different discussions and people fight things and you fight things. Uh, but that's where I am most of the time. I also write. So I try to be funny like you, but not. I'm not quite there. I try to be the funny <laughs> girl, but you're, you've got me on the funniness. I,
1: I am a funny girl. Uh, uh what, do people tell what you, do you that write? often? Uh, in my youth, yes.
2: <laughs> what do I write? I, I'm working right now on a pilot. Okay. It's going pretty well, so we'll see. It's uh, with some good people, and I've been writing shorts for a long time. Cool. So mostly things that people will see on screen if they do well.
1: Cool. At some you are just a Segway machine. You keep providing me the perfect Segway to the next part of the podcast. Segway
2: machine. Roxas yeah. Dreyer, the Segway machine. <laughs>
1: awesome Segway machine. Uh, so your obsession is about TV. And fits with writing comedy pilots. Your obsession is friends. My
2: absolute <laughs> obsession. To the point that when you asked me to come on this, you didn't really need to ask me for what. It was just like, oh, and your obsession is friends, yeah. obviously. Because anybody who's been in a room with me for, I don't know, 30 seconds knows how much I love friends.
1: You bring it up that fast. I
2: bring it up so often. They might not know that I love Friends if they don't watch Friends, but I will always say something within the first 30 seconds of a conversation about somebody being my lobster or like some some reference. Okay. The wine guy, Paul, the wine... Like I'll say things and people will say, what? And I'll say, oh, never mind, because it's very clear to me quickly that they don't watch. But yeah, it's in my everyday life for sure.
1: Okay, cool, cool. What was the first moment that you became obsessed with it when you were watching it or did you get older and realize this has just become a part of my DNA?
2: I used to watch it with my mom. Okay. And I remember I would sit on her bed and we would watch Friends. And I, the first moment, I don't know what episode it was, but it was something with Phoebe. Okay. And I remember watching Phoebe with my mom and I started hysterically crying. I was laughing so hard. and <laughs> She was laughing so hard. And I don't think I used the word obsessed, but I—I it was the first time I remember turning to somebody and saying, like, this is my favorite anything. Like this okay. is my—I f- I don't think I had like a favorite color, a favorite song. I was yeah. really young, so this is my favorite TV show, and that was such a weird thing. Like, wow. Yeah. If somebody says, "What's your favorite TV show?" My answer is Friends. I have an answer to that question, uh, and I—I was one of those kids who always liked to be fair, so okay. it was like <laughs> I couldn't pick a favorite stuffed animal because it was rude to the other stuffed <laughs> animals, obviously.
1: Who is your secret favorite
2: stuffed animal? Yeah. Uh, pink bear pink bear she, aka love a lot but pink bear was the better name but you yeah. couldn't tell the other bears no because, but
1: you held it in your heart that No, pink that's bear like was good. very
2: dickish if yeah. you say pink bear i like her best because <laughs> they can obviously hear you so i remember i tried to be an equal opportunist to all of the tv okay. shows uh, and i tried to give them a fair shot but in that moment some something phoebe did just really struck a chord in me and i was laughing she was laughing i said this is my favorite tv show and you're
1: just like fuck it i don't care yeah. if this hurts fraser's feelings
2: I didn't care about Fraser anymore. I couldn't yeah. care. And I love Fraser. And I, no, nope, I don't care. This this hurts your feelings at all. I I didn't care if it hurt two guys, a girl, and a pizza place's feelings. <laughs> I did not care.
1: Uh, so how did you express it then when you were young? Did it, is it just a matter that it was a religious experience to watch it? Did you go out and want to get friends things? Did you have friends bedsheets <laughs> <I didn't laughs> if there was such a thing?
2: I didn't have friends bedsheets. But at the time, I had... You, you remember the mouse pads? Now they're not really a thing, but yeah. you could get a customized mouse pad. So nineties, yeah. And for my for my bat mitzvah, <laughs> you could print. You took these pictures in the friends' faces, so like it was a one of those holes, and you would put your face. You'd get. Five other people, and the six of you would put your faces in all of the friends' holes. Okay. That sounds not what I mean to say, <laughs> but you understand. The I do. In, in their, their face. face holes. And they would print out the mouse pad for you of you guys as friends. Okay. So I had... <laughs> I don't know why I just told you that. That's embarrassing. But That's I had great. the friend's mouse pad, and um, I would print out different friend's things and kind of just stick them on my wall, because at the time, that was the cool thing to do in your room. Like, I right. just had pieces of paper that I would kind of <laughs> put there. And then stickers, too. My door was covered in all different stickers, but a lot of different friend's stickers. Uh, so I did love having friend's stuff, but I was, it, it was not popular at the time amongst people my age so yeah it was so you a
1: teen i take it yeah. at this point yeah and, well you said bat mitzvah, so right.
2: so I, it was it was one of those things where i felt very adult oh for liking okay friends and it was an into conversations with the adults
1: oh wow and so i
2: would use that sometimes like not so smoothly <laughs> you know we'd be standing there <clears throat> and they'd be talking about something way over my head such as politi- <laughs> politics and i would be like but what about friends? <laughs> so how do you feel about Rachel? And yeah. then, but they would usually have an answer because people loved friends. Yeah. So I could transition the conversation and, and be one, one of the big guys. You okay. Know?
1: That's really cool. I want to go back to this mouse pad for a second. Yes. Uh-huh. So where was the physical standee where you could put your face where friends' faces should be?
2: <laughs> so it was in the computer. There was a template. Oh, okay, they, so you didn't
1: actually have to go anywhere. They
2: directed you, like, move your face up an inch, go down an inch, and then based on where the six of you guys were standing, okay. they placed you into it. But that was a booth I had at my bot mitzvah. Like, I hired them because they specialize okay, in, in making facing this. the whole friends stuff.
1: Now, if you are not a huge fan of friends, are the bodies very recognizable without the faces? Does it just look like... We are six random humans.
2: I think that Rachel's haircut, Rachel's alone haircut? Is, okay. is recognizable <laughs> enough. But you could tell the 90s clothes, the stuff going on with the six of them together, if it had just been a mousepad of Rachel and Monica. Yeah. Uh, Betty and Veronica. Right? Okay. What What is that? What, <laughs> what am I looking at right now? But because it was all of them together, and I'm not even making a joke, the iconic haircut. Yeah. Everybody could pick out the rachel from a mile away that's the rachel that's that's did
1: you ever have or want the rachel
2: i wanted the rachel so (laughs) bad oh my god i wanted the rachel but my mom she went to school for hair and makeup and she used to always like to mess around and do different things and she wouldn't give me the rachel cut but i got her to let me put blonde highlights in
1: oh okay
2: yeah when i was in sixth grade and this was
1: strictly to be more like rachel
2: Oh, I didn't say that, though, because okay. that's not cool. You can't pretend. I just, one day, was like, okay, I really need to be more like Rachel. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and finally, I was like, Mom, I just feel like going blonde, you know? I'm just I'm in the fun mood. I just got to go blonde. <laughs> and my mom, who was blonde, I'm sure thought,
1: oh, oh she
2: wants to be like me. Aww. Oh. So I went blonde, and I did it. But it wasn't the bleach blonde. It was the Rachel blonde. Okay. But I was in sixth grade, like, who lets their kid?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, a hairdresser, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it, it was cool, though. It now, was cool. Now, if you had
1: told your mom that you wanted to be like Rachel, why would she have objected? Would she have thought you were, like, too into friends?
2: I also tried to uh, do dress like Rachel. And I remember saying to Ma- my mom, like, I want to buy that because it's like Rachel. But... <laughs> But at the time, Rachel wore a lot of very tight, very like belly midriff showing and some okay. um, uh, smaller things. And number one, I'm a little – I'm younger. And number two, I was very large and belly shirts on Rachel did not look quite the same as on me and I would go to school I would try to like roll it up a little bit <laughs> or like she had these cute pencil skirt things that she would wear but they were a little shorter with tights and these little heels and my mom would be like no
0: <laughs> so
2: I think that I thought if I had gone to her and said I want to do my hair like Rachel okay she would have been like we've we've gone over this
1: right she thought Rachel was a bad influence basically
2: yeah and you got to remember Rachel was the cigarette smoker at times.
1: Oh, that's right. So, oh, so this was just the beginning of the path. Y-
2: the hair was the gateway drug. That's that's how it worked with Rachel. So soon you'd
1: be smoking and dating David Schwimmer on and off.
2: She was the one who was having a kid out of wedlock. She was smoking right. the cigarettes. Rachel was bad to the bone. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so it, it it's interesting the way it, it informed your relationship with adults when you were not yet an adult. Mm-hmm. When you got to be an adult, you clearly just always liked the show, right? There's never a time where you're like, nah, I'm oh, i on eh, Friends, always. So how has it affected you as an adult? Have you made life decisions based on things you learned in Friends?
2: One of the biggest fights I got in with my roommates is one of them is a huge Friends fan and the other one is not. And... I talked to the Big Friends fan, and I was like, "I want our kitchen to be Friends themed. That's what you I want. Friends themed kitchen. Friends themed kitchen." And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely. That's what we have to have." And
1: like, like, what does that mean? Is it like a knife that with Joey's face on it, or
2: purple walls? Okay. Um, and then there was. It all started when I saw this Friends poster that said all of these different things on it, like just every insider friend's joke that you could possibly have was on it and it was like my sandwich and about lobster and chandler bernard like everything that could have been on there was on it and i was like wow we have to have this poster in the kitchen yeah wait a second our kitchen should be their kitchen (laughs) uh my other roommate just wasn't going for it so i have in a weird way my favorite people have to be Friends fans. They have to be because that's how I connect with people. But it definitely has made an impact on my adult life. Uh, And I say this all the time that I will yell at my boyfriend because he doesn't understand what I'm saying sometimes because I'll give Friends references to explain my feelings. Right. I'll be like, listen, this is like when Rachel didn't think they were on a break and Ross did and (laughs) Rachel (laughs) thinks and he'll say, I don't understand what you're saying. Just say it in people terms. And I'm like, no, no. I'm going to say it in Friends terms. This is the way that, humans have always talked. We
1: talk about myth is a way to learn. Right. And Friends is the new myth that teaches us how to live.
2: Right. Right. And I, I, all the time, anytime that it, whether it's him or whether it's anybody else that I try to communicate with, I always bring it back to Friends. And if you don't watch Friends, obviously that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I just seem like a crazy person. So... I really think that I get along better with people that do watch Friends because they get my references. Yeah.
1: Well, I want to ask you about a quick reference, and then I want to come back to this boyfriend business. Uh, (laughs) I know Friends a little bit. What is the lobster
2: reference? Okay. So Phoebe has this theory that – The old lobsters walk around in the cage like this, clinking hands. They go like this. They're each Uh other's lobsters. So if somebody's your lobster, it's like your lifelong partner. So if you say to somebody... They're your lobster, that means it's like end game. It's official okay. and you're the old people with the claws. She does this back and forth. <laughs> and
1: it's just romantic. It's just, it, just romantic. Okay. So you can't Rachel, have a friend lobster no, who walks. You. Okay.
2: The, your lobster is your lobster. And now I guarantee you you're gonna notice that all over the place. Like yeah. shirts will say, like, he's my lobster or what, okay. or whatnot. But Rachel and Ross are lobsters. Yes. And Phoebe knows that. And Phoebe says that out loud. <laughs> and that's when everybody's like, oh! He's your lobster. And that's kind of the thing. So, if people don't know when I'm talking about, oh, he's your lobster, it's like, what? He's, does he pinch me? Is he like, because he gets (laughs) red in the face when I'm talking about cook
1: and eat him? Yeah.
2: It doesn't make sense. And I'm such an East Coast person that I don't, I'm like, I don't have time to explain to you. (laughs) I
1: can't do this. I'll talk to my lobster about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. But my lobster doesn't even know he's my lobster. So, you know, it's a hard life.
1: It is. I was going to ask you about dating in particular because the show is so much about dating. And I think a lot of people have maybe gotten ideas about how to date or pitfalls to look uh, out for. Have you ever made a dating decision Based on a lesson you've learned from friends, like gotten out of a relationship or into a relationship because of it?
2: That is such an interesting question. Uh, I definitely have compared relationships of mine to see if they're the Rachel and Joey or if they're the <laughs> Rachel and Ross. Okay. And if I believe that it's a Rachel and Joey situation, that's time to get out because you know it's not endgame. Yeah. It, you. You can't waste your life knowing you're with somebody that you're not going to end up with. I just believe that. Not, okay. I, I don't think that it's uh, – you can date whoever you want, but if you're going to seriously commit to somebody, it should be because you think that at the end of the day, at the end of life, you could end up with them. Okay. So that's Rachel and Ross, and I, and I really had looked at that. But recently – because I've rewatched and I rewatch and once it went on Netflix it was the best day of my life. Yeah. Even though I owned all of them on DVD, of course. But Chandler and Monica have been killing it for me recently. <laughs> I always was Rachel and Ross and thinking about my relationship like that. But Chandler and Monica All of a sudden, it's like, wow, they have more to teach me than Rachel and Ross do.
1: Yeah, I have not watched a lot of Friends. I I watched a little bit of the era where they were together. We're getting together, Chandler and Monica. And Mm -hmm. if memory serves, they have a lot of very adult, mature conversations about like, hey, we're having some problems in this with sex. Let's discuss what we want out of sex. Hey, we're having problems with relating to our friends. Let's discuss it.
2: So that's absolutely right. And there was a very similar incident one time in the show Chandler they get in a fight, and Chandler thinks that means that they're breaking up because <laughs> Chandler's never been in a serious relationship, and a fight means you're breaking up. Right. And I had a similar thing very early on with the guy that I'm with. and he, Your potential lobster. My my potential <laughs> lobster. We'll see. But um, I remember we fought about something that was not that big of a deal, and he clearly is not a fighter. He's not used to that. Yeah. And he was like, well— the nice, t- whatever, and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> you have one fight with somebody, and yeah. that doesn't mean it. I felt like a Monica in that situation, although I felt like Chandler many times, too, could yeah. be slower with, with the Did you tell
1: him stuff. you're being like Chandler? Yeah. And did that help? Yeah,
2: you're being a Chandler. No, that didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help. It doesn't typically help when you call somebody out for being a Chandler.
1: Yeah. So I understand getting attached to Ross and Rachel as the star-crossed lovers, but are there, like, th- things that have been demonstrated on the show that make you feel like that is evidence of a true romance, like things that have happened between them, or is it more just it's a TV show in the writers say they're star-crossed lovers. So they are.
2: It's, it's really tough because if this relationship was in real life and Rachel was my best friend, no, no. If Ross was my best friend, (laughs) if Ross was my best friend, I would say, God, Ross, you gotta get over her. You okay, got, you yeah, have move, to move the on. fuck on, move Ross. Move the fuck yeah. on, Ross, because she uh, she didn't want you until you uh, you were with Julie and you were happy with Julie. Like you can't. <laughs> it's not legitimate to say Rachel's name at your wedding with Emily. You're getting married. Like, come on, Emily was great too. So, I, I always was rooting for Ross and Rachel watching this, but in real life. I don't know if you would root for these people. I'm not sure. Monica and Chandler, you absolutely would root for because they got together and had this incredible and they were fun together. But Ross and Rachel, it's like that, oh, my God, it's the worst day. It's amazing. It's the worst. And when you – I'm sure you've known people that are in relationships like that. It's like, shut up. Either do it or don't do it. But on TV, yeah. that will they, won't they is the best thing that there
1: can it be. It is one of the reasons that I knew, like, on the first date that my wife and I uh, were lobsters, as I, as I now know to say.
2: You got to do the thing when you the, Okay, lobster, I'm doing, for those listening,
1: I'm doing, like, a, I feel like I'm at, like, a little camp, like, I'm <laughs> in grade school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I'm doing a little dance. Yeah,
2: the dance, yes. lobster dance.
1: I, so, yes, I, in my heart, not knowing what it was, I did a lobster dance because it wasn't the ridiculous up-and-down drama. And I had been in many relationships. Where I'd been attracted to people where I was like, oh, it's fiery because there's problems all the time. And, like, my first date with my wife was like, oh, this is mature and reasonable.
2: Yeah. What do you know? It's not the best example that's set for people. And even as a super fan of the show, I can admit that out loud. Okay. If you try to organize your relationship or dictate your relationship by looking at Ross and Rachel, you're in for a crappy ride yeah because what people forget is that this show is 10 seasons and for 90 percent of <laughs> it they're not together no why would you if somebody is your lobster for 10 years of your life not want to be with them yeah because they're seriously not together for most of it i mean when I say seriously, like he has another wife, she has other serious relationships. They date people of all different ages. They date other of the friends, like not together, not as in like oh sometimes we sleep over and do the damn thing. Not together isn't <laughs> not together at all. Like can't they can't even speak at times? Yeah. If somebody's your life partner, that up and down, that's not healthy. And we know that they get together in the last episode because you know she gets off the plane, right? I don't know what the next 10 years of their relationship looks like. We could just start over again.
1: Yeah, maybe we, they calm down or maybe it's all rocky all the it time. It could be
2: rocky again. So uh, this is not the couple to model yourself yeah. after. It's just the ma- most amazing TV couple of all time. But yeah. But they're not the ones you should aspire to be.
1: Interesting. I wanted to ask you about interacting with the Friends characters in real life. Now, if you had to be I a roommate with one of them. Yeah, I know. You're a Segway machine. <laughs> If you had to live with one of the friends, which friend would you want to live with? That would be good to live with in real life.
2: All right, I'm gonna go through them.
1: All right,
2: you can't choose Monica because, oh my God, how annoying would she be? And I'm I'm not the cleanest in the world. Okay, like I, she so she would just and get she's on a my clean case. freak, right? Yeah, clean freak. You can't choose Ross because he's the most annoying of all of the friends. Right. So you can't go. He's with just Ross. plain old annoying. Yeah, just really, really annoying. Joey is too messy. Like, he's okay putting spaghetti on his floor. Right. So you don't want to be with somebody who's okay just dropping – you're (laughs) at Joey's place and just dropping spaghetti on the floor. And plus he brings a lot of women home. Okay. So I think Rachel, Phoebe, and Chandler is what we're down to. Mm, I'm going to have to go Phoebe. Okay. I'm going to have to go Phoebe because she's got cool taste in furniture and she doesn't like pottery barn stuff. Right. She's got unique taste so she can go out and do her thing. But Phoebe had a roommate for years and nobody even knew she had a roommate. So (laughs) I could have been that roommate and fly on the wall in Friends. Like people don't – maybe I was the roommate.
1: Oh, wow. So you think you've secretly been in Friends. Yeah,
2: kind of. (laughs) And I watched all this happen, but wasn't in the drama, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Now,
1: Phoebe plays the guitar and makes up the funny songs, right? Now, would that annoy you?
2: No, no. I love this quality of hers because I think that I could just say some things, and she would write that into her song. Like, sometimes I'm walking down the street, and I'm like, walking down the pavement, walking down the pavement, and, like, I'll just start singing things.
1: Is that a Phoebe song, or did you just make that up? No, that's me.
2: That's Roxy right now. I'm just brilliant like that. (laughs) Roxy Stryer, brilliant like that. Uh, But Phoebe, Smelly Cat, amazing song. Amazing song. Uh, Worst mistake of my life, I was supposed to go see Taylor Swift, who I don't love. Yeah. And I turned down the tickets, and... Lisa Kudrow came out on stage and sang Smelly Cat during Taylor Swift's performance. With Taylor Swift, right? With Taylor Swift. Yeah. If I could see Smelly Cat live, I'd pass out. Like, that's...
1: like that's like rock star, like
2: rock star. Throwing
1: status. throwing things at the stage, throwing your hotel room key at Lisa Kudrow, right?
2: If I ever get married and I could have one band at my wedding, I want her. <laughs> like that's what I want. I want Would you, Smelly Cat on repeat.
1: You want Smelly Cat at at your wedding, like first dance? Would you like, try to dance to Smelly Cat?
2: Like first dance, I uh, Smelly Cat is everything to me. Smelly Cat is absolutely everything.
1: Okay, so in for. People who don't know Smelly Cat, it's just a weird – she writes weird songs, and it's a weird song about a smelly cat that became, like, a thing over the whole course of the show, right? it goes,
2: Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, what are they feeding you? Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, it's not your fault. And then it keeps going, Smelly, 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 <laughs> Smelly. But they, they tried to make this into a cat food jingle. Okay. And it was, like, Phoebe almost selling out with her old music partner – But she didn't do it. Okay. She she ended up, you know, it was okay. But Smelly Cat is the one consistent song. There's a lot of other great songs. But Smelly Cat is the greatest.
1: Now, is it just, you find it funny because it's from the show that you love and they used it a bunch? Or at this point, do you honestly feel like it is a good song?
2: I honestly at this point believe that it's a good song. Like (laughs) could be a radio hit. But she also does this amazing thing too, which I love, where she will sing about the people in the room. And just slightly change their name and tell stories when she's Ooh. not allowed to say what's happening out loud. So when Ross and Rachel had hooked up and he was dating Julie, Phoebe sang that story in front of Julie and changed his name to like something, Rostopher or something. Okay. And like, Machel or whatever. And, and people don't know, but she's really telling life. So it's like, if you just listen to Phoebe.
1: Okay, so you feel that there's truth and honesty in her music.
2: Yes. And the cat probably was smelly. <laughs> I believe that. Good.
1: Uh, that would be horrible if after all these years the cat was not smelly. That would be really mean. She yeah.
2: really deface that cat. Like, that's <laughs> rude.
1: Have you, you, you talk about using friends' references. Have you tried this trick of singing half-truths to reveal full-truths?
2: Uh, I definitely have pulled the... You know, I have a friend who – that kind of move. I usually don't sing it, but I'll I'll try to explain to people what's going on. But you can't break a promise because a promise between friends means not having to give a reason. That's something that Phoebe said to Joey at one point. <laughs> but you, you can't break a promise, so if you aren't allowed to say something, you have to find ways to sneak it in, like little hints, and Phoebe's got the best ways. Okay. Maybe I should start singing. So yeah,
1: it. it sounds like you have picked up a lot from Phoebe.
2: If you found out that your friend was getting cheated on, but you weren't allowed to tell, yeah. do you think that the best way to inform them would be with a song?
1: <laughs> in real life, <laughs> in re- no.
2: Like, what would you, if you sat down your friend and you were like, Okay, there's a guy named Mavid. His name is David. And <laughs> I put somebody, that together. And somebody isn't being faithful to Mavid like that. You don't think he would enjoy that? No.
1: No. No. Me neither. <laughs> uh yeah, I have been in a position in my life where I've had to tell people where I felt like it's my moral duty to make that hard choice of like I know something and I feel my my that this other person, a friend, should know.
2: And song wouldn't have helped those situations? No. Oh. Ooh. Not even the high notes, like, especially you, not the high notes. Oh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I, I can do super deep, and I can do falsetto. So I think telling someone in a falsetto that they're being cheated on just seems rude.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, maybe though, if you <laughs> like I in a round, bad news. you get, get somebody else to come in too and like harmonize with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, maybe maybe harmonizing. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that harmonizing is peaceful. Yeah, so maybe it would add some peace. Yeah, you know, because the notes well. resolve at least, even though your relationship is not going to.
2: That would be unbelievable. Uh, more,
1: more friends things in real life. Yes. What would it take in real life for you to get together with five friends and splash around in a fucking fountain?
2: Nothing. It would take absolutely nothing. It would take a phone call. Like if somebody <laughs> called me and was like, come to the fountain right now. We're doing the damn thing. Oh, my God. I would be so happy. But you want to know what we did in college? The last day of classes your senior year, we have this thing called fountain Run. And you have to run from every fountain. You can run in your group, whatever. And I lived with not, not five other people, but Fountain four. run? It's called fountain okay. run. And I lived with four people at the time. And you would run from fountain to fountain, and everybody got in, like, ridiculous outfits. It wasn't, like, as cute as their black-and-white friends' outfits, but ridiculous outfits, and you would run from fountain to fountain and, like, splash up the water and have fun. And I remember at the first fountain, I was like, oh, my God, nobody understands how much this is my life dream. Like, that was my Patch Adams moment with me, like, (laughs) swimming in the spaghetti pool, me in the fountain with friends, pretending like my life was perfect and everything was splishity-splash. Yeah.
1: Were you singing the theme song to yourself? in,
2: In my head. You can't let other people catch on to what you're doing.
1: I so. think you need to open your heart to letting other people love friends. I'll, I think I'll it take sounds that. like you've been burned.
2: I, I've been burned
1: by some people who don't like friends.
2: Never mind what haters say. <laughs> all
1: right, here's another weird question for you, since you're good at them. If all of the friends had superpowers, what would each friend's superpower be?
2: Ooh, okay joey would be able to uh see through things like undress people with his eyes
1: (laughs) just because he's a a womanizer
2: yep because he's a womanizer and and that's what i think he would pick for himself i'm gonna do what i think that they would be most useful for them okay and
1: he would just try to see would he try to see into people's souls or just see them naked
2: i think that he he is an understanding person he likes to know how people are feeling but sometimes he he can't quite get there so yeah he can see them naked but he can also understand what's going on inside okay so like what woman's what woman Wants meets uh, see you naked, which isn't a movie. It's just something I created right now. So that's Joey. <laughs> okay, Uh Ross. It would have to be something that because he cares so much about being cool. Yeah, like what's something that people like that's so cool? May he? I think he would be more like. More like an Iron Man, like he yeah. would have an actual power, but he would have a suit that he could put on. Yeah, he would be like, wow, you're like, cool now. Uh,
1: super punch and suit or that, yeah, because yeah, he wants to be really masculine. He's that kind of classic comedy trope, right? Right, but he's paleontologist, n- so yeah.
2: people make fun of him, but it, yeah, he's like, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor. So something that was super cool like that. Uh, Chandler would have the power to be invisible. <laughs> Because there's so many times where you see him like slouch down and try to hide, especially with his dad who is kind of like his mom and his, all of the, okay. the situations that go on. I think he would like to just sometimes disappear or when people catch him sleeping with Monica and that's his best friend's sister and he doesn't want anybody to know he's there, he would disappear then. So he would, he'd, have, he'd be invisible, man. Okay. So those are the guys. Now, moving over to Monica, Monica would either be like – Quicksilver or the Flash, where she could do everything super quickly. So, oh, like yeah. cleaning wise, she would go and she would do all the stuff and it'd be done. Yeah. So if, if she ever walked into somebody's place and it was a mess, she'd be like, "Boom, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> done."
1: Take the spaghetti off the floor.
2: Yeah, even though she does enjoy cleaning, because she could she could also go slowly if she needed to. But sometimes you got company coming yeah. over, you really gotta rush. So that would be <laughs> Monica. I do think that Phoebe would be able to fly okay because she's such a free spirit and you know she (laughs) she's a free spirit and she was homeless for a while and you're never homeless if you can live in the trees so is that a friend's quote nope (laughs) it's just rock a roxyism so i just picture her flying and like living up somewhere in the trees. Somewhere. Okay, yeah, just floating around, yeah. singing songs. Yeah, singing songs. Observing
1: whether or not people are having affairs, so she can later sing about it.
2: Exactly. She does. She likes to like see everybody's stuff too, <laughs> and then and, and sometimes she'll write everything down that people are doing, and she'll later on like hold it off. They'll they'll get in fights about things, information they don't know who was right, and she'll have the answer, but she won't tell them. Okay. So she likes to be that fly on the wall. She would fly. Rachel kind of is a superhero of itself. Like, everybody is obsessed with Rachel. But she is really selfish. So, and and she doesn't like that part of herself. So, I think that if she could have a superpower, it would be able to um, get, like, money how what would a power <laughs> be just like here's mo- uh you have she may- ability. Abilities, she she would, money sucking money sucking abilities you call money to would her give hand some of it away but she would also spend a lot of it because okay. she's obsessed with the way she looks and wearing things so her her power would be being incredibly wealthy
1: okay and all together do you think they'd be a good super team
2: no, the worst. Yeah. Like, this would be the worst. Fast super cleaner,
1: team. money sucker, super puncher, <laughs> I, like, invisible guy.
2: I don't think I picked real powers. Uh, <laughs> no, they would be the worst super team ever. A lot of these characters are incredibly selfish. Yeah. So that doesn't create a good super team.
1: Did you, when you were young and watching it and and getting the fun sitcom comedy out of them being selfish, were you aware that these are not good role models?
2: I wasn't aware that these weren't good role models. I wasn't aware there's. Just about zero diversity on the show. Yeah. Uh, These were not things that you think about as a little kid. You look at them, you're like, wow, these guys are having so much fun. They're living amazing lives. They're in love. It's so perfect. It's New York. Everybody lives in massive apartments in New York. Duh. Even the people that are struggling and don't have jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't question those things. And as you get older, you hold on to the fact that it's your favorite show. But of course, you do find holes in the fact that, like, never today would we be able to cast these six attractive, white people like, yeah that's outrageous come on like sh- it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and like uh, ross dates one asian girl at one point and joey dates one black girl at one point and that's that's what it was like oh well we threw in the diversity there <laughs> like you had 10 seasons yeah you had 10 seasons and those are the two characters i can name right now <laughs> any diversity it's, it's really bad on that show yeah really bad
1: are there any other things looking back that as an adult you're like uh eh. That's a sign of the times. I don't I, – I accept it for what it is, but I don't like it now.
2: I think that the stuff with Joey today probably wouldn't fly right. with how much of a womanizer he is with the how you doing and just always picking up girls. I think that people would be pissed about that. Although things have gotten so PC. Like there are men like that. There yeah. are men, but at the time, he was looked at as sexy and cool, and now I think people will be like, Joey's gross. Oh my God, <laughs> that's how he picks up women? That's so disgusting. He should have a conversation with them first. But back then, I didn't think about it like that. Um, I guess maybe maybe the stuff with how embarrassed Chandler was of his dad, who was in that show as a woman, and yeah, I don't know if that would happen that way. There have been things I've thought about, and especially Rachel's character, who- Everybody was like, this is the most amazing female character. We are all in love with her. She's kind of a selfish bitch. <laughs> she just is. Yeah.
1: Good character, though, right? Great
2: character, but I didn't know that at the time.
1: So you didn't love her as a character. You loved her as the person, Rachel, and didn't realize that there there was uh, maybe a little bit of an asshole under that great haircut.
2: I remember wanting to be Rachel. Like... I, there's a difference now when you're older, looking at a character, you can love the character, yeah. but you could not aspire to be them, as I do many characters on, I don't know, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. You don't want to be them, but <laughs> no. you're like, oh, I love that character. With Rachel, I remember thinking, like, this is the ideal woman.
1: Why would, did she seem ideal compared to, like, you have talked a bunch about what you got from Phoebe. Uh, obviously, Monica has a bunch of great traits. Why did you want to be Rachel?
2: I think it had to do with her relationship with men. Okay. And how everybody loved Rachel and even women. Like when Rachel comes in, she ran out from her wedding who she and she didn't invite Monica to it and she goes to Monica and wants Monica's help. Yeah. At the time I was like, "Oh, she needs Monica's help." Looking back, uh, are you kidding me? Right. Rachel, Rachel is so far from my favorite character now. She's one of my least favorite characters, but at the time, she was everything to yeah. me. Uh, now I definitely respect more Phoebe,
1: but at the time he said it was her relationship with men, men. and that, was she, was she just like easygoing and charming with them? Is that what it seemed like? Uh, like even, she had just had a way with men,
2: even with women. Uh, even with women like Phoebe was okay living with Rachel and everybody was like okay with Rachel because she had that way and yeah older guys loved her younger guys loved her even when it turned her birthday she was so hot and so great and she did have that way people in the hospital would stop her and ask her on dates she just seemed like everybody loved her so why wouldn't you want to be somebody that okay. everybody loved yeah and when it came to men yeah she of course she's gorgeous. But at the time, I remember thinking that Rachel was the hot girl on the show. And now looking back, it's so funny because I don't know how that changes, but she wasn't the hot girl on the show. There were three gorgeous women on yeah. the show. And now, even now, I I prefer some of the other women's looks to her look. But something about growing up, maybe it was the haircut. Maybe it was the tight outfits yeah. or the, whatever it was. She was it. She had that it factor. Yeah. I, I don't even know exactly why.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. It's interesting to think about why she spoke to people in the 90s, late 90s, in that really specific way, because she seemed to.
2: Yeah, and it's so interesting because Courtney Cox was originally cast as Rachel, and uh, Jennifer Aniston was cast as Monica. Wow. And when they did the table read, everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is not right. This is not right. Something's not right. Yeah. But I wonder if Courtney Cox had been Rachel— If Rachel would have been the it girl still or if now I would have thought Monica was the it girl if it had to do with Jennifer Aniston or if it had to do with the character.
1: Yeah, maybe it is something about the way Rachel does seem uh, to have really good connections with people, but she's also needs things from people. And I think maybe there's something really human about, yeah, of course I want to be liked, but I also want. People to allow me to be vulnerable and be there to catch me when I'm fall when I fall
2: mm-hmm. is like
1: I mean all the characters are vulnerable at some point but not I think kind of the level where the whole show starts off because she's fucked up her own life
2: right she came in as I am I need help I need yeah. help and here are my cards and I have nothing and I've got my parents money and she was a, the biggest the person who needed the most growth the person who was the biggest work in progress. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's something I related to as a kid.
1: Interesting. Well, we talked a little bit about kind of how you question Friends now. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about like what Friends would be like if somebody came to you and said, I want you to basically make the new version of Friends for 2016. What would it be like?
2: So we touched about a little bit, um, but definitely we'd have to have some more diversity in there. Yeah. because Because it's, it's ridiculous. I still think... It would be good to have mix of guys and mix of girls. Um, Maybe the coffee shop. You you can't just like be at the coffee shop all day. You also have to have jobs um, and healthier relationships to aspire to be but also like messed up ones but kind of make fun of yourself a little more like yeah. if it's a messed up relationship have the show be aware enough to realize that it's a messed up relationship
1: okay so more um, self-aware if, yeah. the, if this executive came and said like no but i want it to be really real so i want it to be i want you to be in it roxy oh i'm in it you're in it you're not just making it you're in it
2: so what what do what you what character would i be or yeah what, what I, kind
1: of character would you want to be and and do you have friends like the friends in real life
2: I would love to be more, like, if Phoebe could have been more raunchy hippie, because when you think about something like Phoebe, somebody like Phoebe who lost her parents. Yeah. Like, one of them commits suicide, doesn't know where she's from, was living on the streets, was stealing things to eat. She's the funniest character on the show. Yeah. And... If you actually were to tell that story and see the juxtaposition of her being funny but using that humor to cover up for really what's going on dark inside, yeah. I feel like that kind of character would be so cool to be like people have real issues but because it's a sitcom it's haha but I would love if there was a, a reboot of friends if it was less sitcom-y and more like life hurts but it's also fucking funny sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so um, what would
1: it be what would this darker more honest version of friends be called?
2: um anti friends no enemies uh friends i mean you know if this came out today it would be called like bffs or like roomies forever or, like something horrible <laughs> like that uh but i i'm not sure I, i'm not sure like real real friends real friends oh yeah that, that's very something interesting like that uh and yeah i do have friends like the friends people like i think a lot of people will do that with seinfeld or sex in the city Yeah, and they'll say like i'm the this i'm whatever whoever you see yourself right. as but whenever i'm looking at my friends i'm like oh they're the chandler oh, okay that's the ross so no nobody's exactly like one it's usually more their ross meets chandler or that they're this meets that okay like i i am a phoebe meets rachel okay <laughs> and if you're sticking with the women but um that like that's what i will be described as yeah and the Rachel parts of me I really don't like and you try to minimize that and the Phoebe parts of me I really do enjoy, so it's like trying to that struggle with yourself. Okay.
1: (laughs) So you could do a show where it is just you and it's like there's this very old, very weird show called Herman's Head where you there were characters all of the various competing emotions in Herman's head were actually played. I think it was on Fox for like three episodes. So I'm
2: imagining So it could just be like
1: in your head, in Roxy's head, the battle between Rachel and Phoebe.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind (laughs) of like that.
1: Uh, If you had this new reboot of Real Friends, what would the theme song be like? Um, Would it still be a peppy, happy thing, or would it have darker
2: tones? Well, that's the weirdest thing about that song is that the actual lyrics, so no one told you life was going to be this way. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, those claps sounds like they're hand slaps. Yeah, Yeah. but those lyrics, I think you could use the same theme song, but just instead of like, yay, it could be like, (laughs) like... Listen, bitch, no one told you that life was going to be this way. And, like, kind of edge it up, make it a little rockier, you know?
1: I would love it if it actually started with the lyrics. Yeah, listen, listen, bitch, Yeah. no one ever told you it was going to be this way.
2: Attention, bitch, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: Hi, I'm obsessed co-producer Sarah Meyer, and I'm out on the streets of Los Angeles stopping random strangers and seeing if I can get them to talk to me about friends. Have you ever seen the show Friends? Friends. Yeah. What do you mean? It's a TV show. I don't watch TV. Why don't you watch TV? Ha, <laughs> I don't know. I killed my TV long long time ago. Have you ever seen the show Friends? I've heard people talk about it, but I've never really seen the show. Or my girlfriend watched it. I heard it while I was sleeping. Have you seen Friends? Yes. What do you think about it?
1: I like that show. Yeah? Rachel's beautiful.
0: What's your favorite episode?
1: That one episode where Joey figured out that he actually liked Rachel. Mm-hmm.
0: If you had to be a character, who who are you? Phoebe, for sure. <laughs> How about you?
1: Definitely Phoebe. Wow.
0: You're both Phoebe. Like her. Yeah. <laughs> Why?
1: I mean, it's it's a Monday and we're drunk in the park.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the name of Ross's monkey, Marcel? Yeah. Marcel. What would you name a monkey if you had a monkey? What would I name a monkey? Charlie. How about you? So Great morning. name. Oh, okay. I named my monkey after you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I think. I don't know. What does that mean, relationship-wise? Um, I miss her, and if I had
1: a monkey that I could call Christine, oh, I would... She moved so away from sweet. me three years ago.
0: Have you and your friends ever gotten together and played in a public fountain?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
0: Are you telling me the truth? Yes.
2: When I was a kid, yes. When I used to go to a
1: park with my family and friends, we used to do that a lot. Yeah.
0: Only once have I been in a public fountain, no playing. I got pulled out of it by by police. So it didn't really pan out? No. But at least you did it. It was fun, yes. I've been there, yeah. If there were a sitcom about you and your friends, what would it be like? Oh, gosh. You know this is interesting because sometimes I think life is a sitcom. Who's writing it? Wow, that's the big question. (laughs) That's the big question, babe
1: going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions uh these are questions that i ask everybody to get a sense of across all the podcasts how obsessed they are with their various topics okay i think you're going to be fairly obsessed but we'll we'll find out we'll see do you think about friends every day
2: yeah because i watch every day
1: so you you literally watch every day
2: yeah i watch every night i watch at least an episode a night um i love this show yeah even if i'm falling asleep to it because i've i've probably seen every episode like I don't know, dozens of times. Okay. Um,
1: like to the point where you can quote along pretty much? Yeah,
2: yeah. Which which is actually why I think people don't like to watch with me. Okay. Um, because my friends have stopped watching with me. Friends don't watch <laughs> Friends with Friends. Uh, but, yeah, I can. I have, to, I have to bite my tongue a lot of the times. But even – it's 10 seasons, so by the time I get to the end of it, it's like going back to the beginning. Sometimes there will be things I'm like, oh, I don't even remember that part. Yeah. Uh, rarely, but sometimes.
1: So you do watch it in order. You don't just jump around to the depends, one with whatever.
2: Depends on the year. Depends okay. on the year. Once it came out on Netflix – I was more willing to watch it in order because it literally will just play into the next one and you don't have to hit <laughs> any of the buttons. Yes. But when I had it on DVD, sometimes I would just pop in the random DVDs. And so it would be like I would watch five episodes from season six, um, you know, you would watch 15 through 20 and then I would go and watch season seven and then season two. Yeah. Depending on which characters I was feeling, I'd be like, oh yeah, I want to see Rachel really grow here and you skip around.
1: Yeah, okay, interesting. Have you ever had a dream about friends?
2: Uh yeah, I have <laughs> I've, I I've had many dreams about friends. Um but most most recently, um I had a dream about Marcel. Oh, the monkey? Yeah, about Marcel that I was at the zoo and Marcel was there and I was like I remember just furious. Like, how is this how we're treating Marcel? Marcel was an icon! Like, And I remember I was, like, really, really pissed. Um, And that was the whole dream. That was, like, what happened in my dream. I went to the zoo. Marcel was there. I didn't like the way we were treating him, and I got pissed.
1: Yeah. Uh, Did you do anything in the dream to, to try to get Marcel to escape?
2: I, I didn't try to get him to escape. I remember... I, this is this is the Rachel part of me where I was just like really rude to some people and was like, How could you do you know what this monkey has gone through? Like, yeah. do you know who this is? Um, so yeah, I was just rude.
1: No, <laughs> if you went to the zoo in real life mm-hmm. and you saw Marcel, you would be willing to tell Marcel that he's your favorite monkey, right? You no longer oh. feel the need as you did when you were a child, Ab- to be fair.
2: Absolutely. Okay. And like, if now I, anytime I see any monkeys that look like Marcel, like if I had a Marcel stuffed animal, buy Pink Bear. Like <laughs> Bear you were taking the back burner because Marcel is now my favorite stuffed animal.
1: No, I've never been able to fully verify this, but I did a commercial with a monkey and I was told that it was the monkey from Friends. Are
2: you being serious? I am.
1: I will send you the photo. Oh my God. I took the photo. Yeah. It was like oh uh, There were two monkeys who worked together and there. I was told by the trainers that they were the monkeys that worked together to play Marcel on Friends. They could have been lying to me. Uh, did but, you touch
2: it? Oh, yeah.
1: I had to interact with the monkey. With the monkey. Yeah.
2: You have interacted with a monkey that interacted with David Schwimmer.
1: <laughs> I have interacted with the Schwimmer's and monkey. And
2: I'm interacting with you. Yeah. So I've interacted with a man who interacted with a monkey who interacted with David, David Schwimmer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty awesome, wow. right? Wow,
2: I can't believe I'm sitting yeah, here doing a podcast. Very jittery. Oh, the monkey
1: was not very professional. It wow. tried. The, mo- the monkey tried. I could see that. But it did pose for a photo, so.
2: Marcel is an ass sometimes. <laughs>
1: All right, next obsessed question If you could, would you steal something from the set of Friends?
2: Are you kidding? Yeah. I would steal so many things (laughs) from the set of Friends.
1: So no moral pause at all?
2: No, no. Absolutely not because I deserve it. Okay. Not trying to be, you know, earlier on, awesome, Roxy, whatever. Yeah, you're joking This is not me trying to be like whatever i deserve it i deserve it i have been a really 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 good fan and i have put in as many hours to friends as the people who have worked on friends have <laughs> okay so if they get to take something at the end of the show then i should be able to take something
1: right you've the spread to the show. good word of friends yes. you continue to do so yes you yes. help people define their relationships uh what would you take
2: great question that's a really good one. I'm not – there's a few things that I think I would like to take. There's one dog statue that was Joey and Chandler's that people hated. It's this white, like, dog statue that's hideous. Okay. But it's referenced so much, and it's one of the most, like, famous things on Friends. Right. That I think if I had that in my place, like, I would kiss it every morning.
1: Right, and it would be an instant friends tester when people walked into your home. They would right. go like, holy shit, how do you have that?
2: Exactly, exactly. So that would be a big one. Um, some of their furniture is really famous too. Okay. Like some of their couches and, and stuff. There's there's this one hula girl lamp that Rachel really loves that I th- always thought was kind of cool. And I bought a little hula girl lamp, but it wasn't as cool. <laughs> but mine said Roxy on it because I got it personalized. So, you know, that was pretty sweet.
1: <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, but I think the dog.
1: Okay, cool, the dog. Would you get a friends-related tattoo? No. Is that because you're not a tattoo person?
2: I have one tattoo. I take tattoos very seriously. Okay. And I do think if you know that you want something for your whole life, that it's okay to get it. Like if if I knew that I wanted friends for my whole life, but I love friends a lot. Yeah. I don't love friends in the way that I need everybody else who looks at me to be like, "Oh friends, that's on." Her. Okay. So, I don't think so.
1: Okay, so it's about the level of love, but it's it's not about the outside perspective. Is it that you wouldn't want to engage in that conversation constantly? You no, know,
2: the conversation would be the best part of yeah. it. Yeah. It's okay. not about the level of love, it's about the type of love. Okay. Like, I think the kind of thing you should put on your body is something that like you need to remind yourself of every day or that like it's really like in that kind that area of your heart. I don't need to remind myself of friends every day. Like you I watch
1: need to, it every I, night, right? And,
2: yeah. and again with the favorites thing, like what do you get? What do you get from yeah. friends? You'd have to pick a favorite character. You'd have to pick a favorite quote. I'm definitely not getting any of their faces because you know that's. I think the face tattoos are quite something. Um,
1: you would want all six of them down your arm.
2: Do you, if you're gonna go big, go big. <laughs>
1: go bigger. If or go I home. ever
2: met somebody who had all six of them down their arm, yeah. You know what? Screw that. If they even had one of them, or like Gunther, uh-huh. oh my god. I'm all in. Like, How about Marcel?
1: Would you ever get, would you ever even consider a Marcel tattoo? No,
2: no. But if somebody else had it, that's my lobster. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, would you break up, you kind of already answered this. Would you break up with someone who just hated friends?
2: If they hated it, yeah. yes. It is a big problem when somebody doesn't watch it, but that's not breakup material. material. If they hated it, I think we have different personalities. Yeah. And, and personalities that don't get along. So yeah, I would. Yeah. And they uh, couldn't be with me because I watch it every day. Right, like, what it would they just do? be going, torture. Yeah, like, well, if we ever lived together, what are they going to do? Like, I'm going to watch it every
1: night. I like the idea that it's time for the Friends bag that they have to put over their head while you watch Friends, so well, they can just tune it out.
2: Because I'm not going to deal with them saying, I hate this show, I hate this show. Like, th- don't yuck my yum. If yeah. you hate it, then get out of the room. Yeah. And so I think eventually get out of the room would have to lead, to lead to we're breaking up. Yeah,
1: get out of the room forever. Forever. Yeah, excellent. This is the final How Obsessed Are You question. This is a weird question. I ask it of everybody if you could not watch Friends without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still watch Friends?
2: For being... Like, I have to get punched in the crotch... Or then someone I can you love. watch. Or somebody I love has to get punched in the crotch, and then yeah. I can watch? Yeah. No, you obviously get punched in the crotch. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah you ha- No, of course. So
1: you would, you would take the punch yourself? Myself. You yeah, wouldn't yeah, give yeah. it to someone you love?
2: No, no. Because it's my obsession. That's my... Like, my friend... It's not an obsession anymore. It's an addiction. Okay. And... If you have, I have a problem, I am addicted, so if you have the problem, you have to take the punch in the cross yourself.
1: Okay. Now, when you say you're addicted, like, what would happen to you if you went a day without watching Friends? Would you feel jittery and nervous?
2: A day would be okay, because, you know, like, I'll go camping, so I'll I'll spend a weekend, but I think if Friends wasn't in my life for a month, and if I had no friends in my life for a month, I really would start to be upset, because I, I do look to it, like for it's the only thing that guarantees me that i can laugh that i can like forget about my life for a second and really go into friends world because i feel like it's uh, like i am the flash and we're currently living on earth Hmm. one that's Hmm. earth two and sometimes i break through into earth two and i go over there and i get to just like be on that earth for a second right and that's friends like that is how it is a
1: peek into the alternate reality where those people are real Right, this you is are a multiverse Phoebe's roommate and
2: I am Phoebe's roommate. That's how I feel.
1: You can provide me so many wonderful images. In that was a great answer. You talked about being in the woods and I imagined you uh, all tucked up in the woods reciting Friends episodes oh, to yeah. yourself.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Like I can play episodes from beginning to end in my mind. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the especially the big ones, like some of the Thanksgiving episodes, I can play from beginning to end in my mind. The finale, the pilot, the ones okay. that the ones that even without going through, I've still seen like each a hundred plus times. Yeah, I can play them.
1: Cool. Uh, so, can you make a noise to sum up <laughs> your obsession with friends um, with peeking into this alternate dimension?
2: Um, a noise to sum up my obsession and be like. Mm. Like that. Like so, yummy. Like that, you know?
1: It sounds like you just ate a hearty stew.
2: Yeah, because I i tried to channel like part of my inner Phoebe. Okay. Like smellica, which is like, mm, smellica. And then also, because it's kind of like rad, but then yeah. I'm excited too. So it's kind of, you got to go up, you got to build. Like, mm. It's also a, t- a variation of mm, like yum. Okay. Mm. Those are all the reasons.
1: Oh, those are good. That's a great noise. Thank you so uh, yeah. much. Yeah, because a lot of people go for just the like, yay type noise, which is totally understandable.
2: No, that is understandable. Um, uh, but
1: I like that you went deep in guttural because friends lives deep inside you.
2: Yeah, it's got you, anything it's too high pitched is, you, you can't do that. That'd be like telling your friend that they're getting cheated on in your falsetto. You, you know, <laughs> you got to bring it, it's down there in your core. You got to come from your gut.
1: Cool. So I, I have been rating people's obsessions out of seven and then just for flavor. I'll say out of seven smelly cats, how many smelly cats are you obsessed? I'm going to say you are like 6.2 smelly cats obsessed.
2: Wait, but the 0.2 smelly cat is that like you took an arm of a cat? (laughs) <laughs> so no, I'm like six some fur. smelly cats uh, six
1: smelly cats and some fur balls
2: and some fur balls i'll and take 0. it
1: 0.2 fur balls yeah
2: that's better and i bet those don't smell nearly as bad as the whole cat is the
1: actual cat yeah. no <laughs> i'm sure they're divine uh, you yeah. know
2: i i would agree with that assessment because i'm not the tattoo girl also right so you have
1: a couple stopping points
2: yeah yeah i do have a couple stopping points and when it got to blows with the roommate about the kitchen i just put up the poster but didn't die the didn't paint the walls purple.
1: Okay, you stopped yourself from painting right. the wall. So your your obsession is under control.
2: Yep. yeah
1: that's great can you uh plug yourself tell people where they can find you on social media anything else you want to plug
2: i definitely can guys i'm roxy stryer and i keep it easy for you because you can find me at roxy stryer i'm also over on screen junkies on tuesdays at 4 p.m doing tv fights uh dc movie news on popcorn talk which is thursdays at three and all over the rest of the interwebs as grammy likes to call them
1: your Grammy d- does still call them the interwebs? The
2: interwebs, yeah, <laughs> she does. Well, actually, recently she thought she got hip and she switched over to calling it the Google.
1: Oh, the Google.
2: So she th- now she thinks that the internet is the Google.
1: Oh, okay. That yeah. It's just a place where we all search for things. Yeah, she on. And...
2: I'm on the Google right now. I'm on the Google. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, you can get on the Google and you can find Roxy Stryer. Here's some uh, quick plugs for Obsessed before we move on to our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter as at Obsessed Podcast. There are two different ways to support Obsessed. You can back us on Patreon and get exclusive bonus episodes every month. For full info on that, you can go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw, or you can support all of the podcasts on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping through our portal. You just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artists button, and share shop on Amazon and some of the money will go to supporting feral audio. What should people buy on Amazon? Should they buy friends?
2: Oh they came out with the Funko Friends. Oh, the, the Funko yeah, Friends. Thing. So, really? Yeah. Is Funko anybody friends.
1: but Rachel distinctive as a Funko Pop? Yeah, Can because you they you really each, recognize Ross?
2: They each have a thing. Like, Monica's got her chef outfit on. Okay. So, Ross, I believe, has Marcel or something like that. <laughs> what? They, they have okay. – They all have things that make them more distinct.
1: Okay. Then, please, go to feralaudio.com, go through our portal, and buy Ross with Marcel the monkey on his shoulder <laughs> and bobble his head. All right, so here are the, the final questions. They don't have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if they want. You're just weird questions. Oh, cool. If you lost your hand and had to have it replaced with another object, what object would you want it replaced with?
2: Oh. Well, that wasn't the friend's noise. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have it replaced with? It's got to be something that you can grab things.
1: Yeah, so you want something grabby.
2: Maybe a crab.
1: A crab, not a lobster? <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, that would have been better. Maybe a lobster. <laughs> a lobster. Because, oh, here's why a lobster would be great. Okay. I'm very short. I have, as short as I am, I have even shorter arms. Like okay. My arms are really, really small. And when I pull up to things uh, in the car and you have oh, to get the ticket, yeah. I have to get out of my fucking car.
1: You can't even Every, drive close enough. My
2: my, If I drive close enough, my mirror will hit it. Okay. That's how short my arms are. Every time I have to get out of the car. Do you know how much that is crippling to life? Yeah, so, it's a
1: pain in the butt. If
2: I had a lobster, not, I'm not just talking about the claw, the, the whole, whole lobster.
1: The whole lobster. It gives you some length?
2: gives me length and pinchers.
1: And you can hold two things.
2: Yes. And I still have my other hand, so I can be like, you know soft and easier with that one like if I have to apply makeup or like touch somebody's face.
1: For listeners, but, Roxy stroked her own face to demonstrate how hands worked it yes, was that, very beautiful. That is what I did <laughs> uh,
2: but if I had to pinch her in this one too, like you, you can't get mad at somebody who has a lobster in the hand if they yeah. can accidentally pinch you. Yeah, so, you don't want
1: to get lobster slapped
2: Right, because no, and also like that's a disability, you know, you're not going to be like, oh my god, you lobstered me, like yeah. bitch, so then the people that you disliked, you pinch them but Just it also gives pitch. you length, and also I can get the tickets in the parking. It's definitely a lobster. Perfect. That's my lobster. Perfect.
1: Uh, this kind of goes with the next question. You are a Segway monster. If yeah. you could command an army of animals with your mind, <laughs> what animal would you command?
2: Uh, you can't pick a lobster for no, this one though, because no. like you, oh, what army do you lead? The lobsters? Like you're lame as <laughs> fuck. Like, you can't lead the uh, lobsters, but like command an army. This seems like a lame answer at first, Mm -hmm. but I think what you would have to pick is dogs. Oh, yeah. And here's why. Dog is a man's best friend. Dogs are in more homes than any other animal there are. So if you could command all the dogs, you could infiltrate all of the homes
1: they're sleeper agents
2: yeah they're sleeper agents um and then there's a lot of pieces of shit out there like really bad people so you could use those dogs to like really get at those people you could get a lot done yeah you commanded the army of dogs
1: in different levels of things like yeah you could have a dog just attack someone you could have a dog look at something but if there's just somebody who wronged you you could just communicate with your dog and just say go shit in their bed
2: yeah that and also if there's somebody who's on the edge of being bad and you just thought they were somebody who like maybe needed to be able to express love in some way you could get a dog in there and give them a dog oh and then they could find love and and you know like maybe if we took hitler and we just brought a (laughs) bunch of puppies there then maybe we would have been okay you know my people like we really should have given them a bunch of puppies and that would have been a better move
1: yeah that's a really i don't mean
2: that i do not mean that
1: It's a general just game room to put over the whole podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's a beautiful picture.
2: <laughs> yeah, the dogs.
1: All of the puppies. All the dogs. Curing the ills of the world. Do you have one? A puppy?
2: No. A dog? No, the animal that you would.
1: Oh, squirrels. Yeah. I like squirrels a lot. Uh, oh, so I would, make sense. I would uh, gently request them to be my friends and to spend more time with me.
2: I have a friend who has a best friend that's a squirrel. I'm not kidding you. He went to college. He did a lot of drugs, and his best friend is a squirrel now. A a real squirrel or a squirrel that he sees because of the drugs? A real – well, I've never seen (laughs) it. So that's a great question, but he claims his best friend is a squirrel.
1: Awesome. This is the final question for everyone on the podcast. What is happiness?
2: That's so beautiful. Uh, What is happiness? Happiness. Happiness is, I guess, in spite of seeing the world for what it is, finding the positive things enough to be able to smile and carry on.
1: Okay, so just like the theme song, acknowledge the darkness, but embrace the happiness.
2: Happiness is when no one told you that life was going to be this way. but you're able to play in a fountain anyway.
1: <laughs> that is an awesome answer. Thank yeah. you very much.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: That is our podcast.
0: You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars
2: if you're impressed. Listen, bitch. So No one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, and your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you like I've been there before. I'll be there for you because you're there for me too.